Zach Rosen here from WashingtonWizards.com. Coming up on the latest episode of Off the Bench, we have a pre-recorded interview with Tommy Shepard uh, that we actually used for a sit-down. We wanted to bring the full interview into podcast form for you all to listen to. Uh, but before we get to that longer interview that features myself asking questions as well as Yannick Scarrett, who is a producer for the Wizards uh, production department, we want to remind you that this podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. Coming up on the other side of the break, our interview with Tommy Shepard. You know, it just felt natural. This is something that you know, I think we've been at it a long time and, and, and long enough here, certainly since April. It's just, it's part of the job, certainly, but I, I never take it for granted. It's a dream come true for me. This has been a goal of mine for a long time, and I think it's, it's a wonderful opportunity as we go into this season uh, for, for the Wizards. I, I think this is an exciting time for our fans to buy into this young team and this core that's going to grow in front of our eyes. It's exciting. That's a, probably the best way to describe it had a long journey, 26 years in the league. Just talk about your journey. Tell the fans your journey to get to this opportunity. You know, just every day putting your head down and grinding things out is always the advice I give people because there's an S on the end of dues, right? It's not just I paid my due. You paid your dues. And I think what I've tried to do in the, the time that I've been in the NBA with the Denver Nuggets, now with the Washington Wizards, is just really learn the business at a much bigger picture and kind of figure out, okay, what is everybody's job? What do they need to do to be successful? Certainly in basketball operations, but wider too. You know, knowing what the business side needs to do, corporate sales, what community relations needs to do, certainly what broadcasting, what's important to them, how can I help them, how can I impact their, their world and, and deliver value. My day-to-day -day job, hey, we gotta have basketball operations produce a, a fantastic product. That's our goal, that's our standard. So that's what I really you know, focus on. But in 26 years, you learn a lot of things that help to get to this point. I, I always tell people you learn a lot of how to do things and certainly a lot of ways how not to do things. And they're both valuable. And it's been very, very rewarding to see a lot of the concepts and ideas that we've been kicking around for a while. Now we're executing them and it feels like hey, you're starting to see growth, progress, and there's some affirmation in that. Stick around this long. And have some strengths in this job. What would you think is your biggest strength and what's been your favorite part of this job so far? You know, I, I think some of the, the things that I do well, I manage relationships. I really enjoy being around people and keeping up with people and really trying to stay networking in terms of, of what's going on in your world. And that, 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 that kind of expands out to players, to coaches, staff around the NBA, but certainly to, to a much wider global uh, network of, of basketball people that I interact with all the time. I think the, what was the second part of your question? Um, I'll, I'll ask a Sorry about that. Uh, um, what is something that, what's been your favorite part of the job so far since you took over? I think working with, get, bringing, bringing kind of our, our staff together, blending, blending people that were here with new people, new ideas, watching the, the, everybody kind of bring something to the table and have impact. And then certainly the, the, the process of drafting free agency and then seeing our returning players come back and blending together. I think just being in that day-to-day -day with, our, with our family, our basketball family, has been the, the most exciting thing by far. Uh, for Wizards fans, they've made the announcement, monumental basketball 
for a fan that's not quite sure what it is in the simplest terms, what would you say monumental basketball is? Oh, it's a fantastic knowledge library that helps us get better in everything that we do. And just having the ability to have people like Sashi Brown, Danny Medina, John Thompson III, when you add them to our staff that we, already th we think we already had some fantastic people here, it just elevates everybody's game. The diversity of their backgrounds, their wisdom, their experiences, adding that, blending it with the people that we have, it's just been tremendous. And I think where it's been since, that, since the inception and where it's going, it's just the opportunities are endless when you have that many ideas and, and people to bounce the ideas off of and being able to collaborate I think is so important and we've already seen some great decisions being made because of that process and now we just got to fine-tune everything and as we keep growing and learning we're going to keep adding more and more pieces so I think there's a there's a, a heck of a blueprint that we're executing and, and knowing that the, the future is so bright it's exciting. Is there anything that makes you nervous you're the head of this? No. This? Okay, so the only thing that stinks is injuries you know but I, I'm You've been around me a little bit. I think over time you'll see I, I can tune out noise with the best of them. You've got to keep moving. Take a punch. It's disappointing, but there's always opportunities. And knowing these guys have come back. Injuries are probably the only thing that make me nervous this time of year because you want to see the best team come together. And usually a training camp is where it starts. So when you miss training camp, it puts you a little bit behind. But we'll deal with it. Um, what type of culture? How would you want my middle basketball, specifically the Wizards and the Go-Go, what would you want people to say about it? What type of culture are you trying to build here? They are 100% hardworking, high-character players that leave it all out on the floor every night. You talked about the basketball community in Southeast. Describe what you mean by that and what you're trying to build. Well, every day you come to work and the Washington Wizards, the Washington Mystics, the Capital City Go-Go are all under one roof. And our players are training together, they're eating together, they're watching film together, they're watching each other's practices, they're going to each other's games. It just builds such a collegiate spirit. I think it, it reminds a lot of players of being back in college, quite frankly, and sharing the courts, uh, sharing the ideas is so special. And you know, just what a wonderful resource to have Mike Tebow in the building and, and being able to exchange coaches the way that the Wizards the Mystics and the Capital City Go-Go are doing right now. There's several people on our staff that work for the Mystics and for the Go-Go, and we're going to continue to share our coaches and grow opportunities for everybody that works there. I think that's the most important thing, and we owe it to our staff, opportunities to grow. And we've had players from the Go-Go that started games for the Wizards, and we're going to continue to assign players to the Go-Go. So there's always going to be synergy going there. Now that media day is over, what are the next steps for you and the front office staff? Well, you know, you got to set the course for the season. So we're having scouting meetings, and we got to evaluate who are the top players in the country we must see, who are some opportunities in free agency, who are some maybe there's possibilities for trades. So we have our pro personnel, our college personnel scouts all coming to town, and we're going to chop it up. We're going to try to come out of there with lists of, of must-see and must-do must things that we're going to start to execute immediately, you know, starting with preseason. And watching preseason games, international teams, the New Zealand team from Australia is coming over to play in Memphis. That's going to be a must-see game because there's prospects playing in that game for New Zealand. At the same time, University of Memphis is having their pro day, so we're all going to be there. You know, there's having to put stuff on the calendar that says, okay, we're in action. Where are the best players? Where are the players we need to go look at? Where are some players that nobody else is looking at that maybe we can find? 
that's what that's where all the planning comes together is the, the next week so i'm really looking forward to having everybody in town what can fans expect from you is there a promise that you want to make to fans going into the season and the seasons beyond i think player development accountability and you're going to see growth those are the very important fundamental things we're stressing to our staff and i, I hope that's what we're going to show our fans an exciting brand hard-working high character players that leave it all out on the floor that's, that's not just words on a piece of paper. That's our mantra, and that's our goal. And that's what we're striving for, and that's what we're going to do. All right, now last question for me. 26 years in the league, do you have any goals for yourself that you're setting for yourself going into uh, the season? I think anywhere, I, anywhere that I work, I want to make sure that we have impact, that I'm able to impact people's lives and certainly deliver a championship for our fans. That's everybody together. That's not one person that can do that. But I think one thing that we've been able to do and will continue to do is keep adding quality people to the organization to help in that pursuit. And I think if you're, at, if you're at it long enough and you keep going and you stay committed to your plan, remaining a little bit flexible at all times, you'll see tremendous growth quickly. And I think you do those right things long enough and you get a whole lot of luck on the side, I think you'll deliver a championship. And that's what we're all about. That's what we're going for. I know you just spoke to the media about ton of basketball topics. Sure. I just just want to hit on some of the main ones. With Brad, your plan for him is, you know, let him do his thing, let him be the leader of this franchise. What are some of the things about him that allow that to take place? Well, there's certainly no let about it. He's earned it. And when players earn it and they continue to, to have that trust with the, with the coaching staff, with the front office, you do elevate their responsibilities. And Bradley has shown particularly you know throughout his whole career but particularly the last two years he's established himself as a perennial all-star candidate somebody that probably definitely is an all-nba candidate this year definitely deserved it last year i see the growth in his game continuing i don't think the the he's anywhere close to his ceiling and i think this year taking a leadership role it means a lot more because we have a lot younger players coming in and i think there's it's it's pretty easy to leave when you have a lot of veterans around you and everybody knows what to do. It's another challenge in his career to have young players. He was one of the young players back in the day. Now he's the, the vet that can show the young players how to go. And, and I think I made a comment earlier, but the, we ask all of our young players, all they have to do is just work as hard as Bradley Beal. And so he takes that very seriously. And he's out there every day showing them how to be professional, how to put yourself in the best position to stay in the NBA for a long time. And he doesn't tolerate nonsense. So it's, it's tremendous to see his growth and maturity through his career. And I really look forward to what's ahead for him. You got two, two TVs who are young, mm -hmm. hungry. They're, you know, they really want this stage. They're, they embrace it. Absolutely. What do you tell those guys, though, when they're, you know, not to get, look too far ahead, but knowing that they're a big part of this team, but they're still young, they're still yep. growing? I think taking it, it was a really easy conversation with Troy. You know, last year he played in, what, 56 games. But he really, you know, NBA minutes-wise and what he's projecting to be ahead, it was about six games, right, at the end of the year that he really was able to impact the starting lineup and, and have more than 20 minutes in the game. And that's really what he needed to look at. After that, measure the results. How did I do in those games? How can I maximize and optimize my performance next season with those minutes in mind now? I have that as a standard. And I think Troy, this year, he spent the whole summer really improving his body, his core strength, and his handle, his shot, all the things that he needed to do on the floor he did. But more importantly, I think he got a routine going to help himself physically be able to withstand the minutes. You know, it's unfortunate where he's at right now with a little bit of a calf strain. But I think what Troy 
was able to do this summer was take what he learned last year and, and raise it up a level. And I think with Thomas Bryant, he, you know, he brings a smile to everybody's face. His energy is so infectious and his enthusiasm for playing the game and just for being alive is, is very infectious. And I think what he's been able to do with Troy, they formed a brotherhood, a partnership together that they bring to the court every day. And I think they both, they know their energy is what got them here and their energy is what's going to elevate their game. So they're, they're pushing each other and you can't beat that. When, when two players are holding each other accountable and their peer-to-peer -peer pressure, that's huge. So you talked about John's role mm -hmm. like an assistant coach as sure. rehabs. You just take us through that again, just what you said. Well, I think maximizing his wisdom, right? When you're not able to play, you don't just sit on the sideline and be in, unengaged. This, you know, then John really asked for this opportunity to be stay engaged, to help with the scouts, to help go over, uh, you know, after practice and work with some players and give them some ideas of how to, you know, how to maybe split a pick and roll, how to come over and do a, split a double team and, and do some other things that out on the court that maybe you don't necessarily get from film itself. I think John can really come in and give some young players some tips that can help them. But I think his presence kind of calms people down to knowing, hey, th this guy's going to come back. He's going to be healthy one day. It's great to have him around and, and draw wisdom from him. But also, you know, watching his work ethic as he's getting back to health, I think it inspires a lot of players too. I know, we talk that was, lot, I know we talk a lot about Rui, the young, yeah. one of the young guys, but we have a lot, there's a lot of young players on this roster. How, how do you, you know, manage all the young talent and kind of like, I guess it's more of like a front office question. How do you look at all your young talent and evaluate who's progressing, who's developing? What we have to do is put players out on the floor and be able to evaluate. And so to do that, they have to earn coaches' trust, earn minutes in the rotation, and there's not enough minutes for everybody. So some people, when they're not playing, we're going to assign them to the go-go and get them out on the court. I think a young player coming to us, a rookie, we, we're, our goal for them is to play about 1,500 minutes as a rookie. And they're probably not going to do that with the Wizards. So maximize their time, put them with the go-go, and get them out on the court playing in a system that is similar to what the Wizards run. And, and I think we saw that growth last year from Troy Brown. It really helped expedite him at the end of the season. It really definitely helped Thomas. Bryant, you know, we were able to, to maximize time with Jordan McRae at the end of the year by, by going back and forth. So I think the thing that the most important thing not to lose sight of with young players is they're young and you have to stay patient. But you have to demand and hold them accountable and measure all the things that they do out on the floor at all times and give them that feedback. This is what it's going to take to stay in the NBA, you know, and really have a kind of a zero tolerance for people that don't want to work hard.